It's time for episode 274 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Friday, December 28th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that if you start at precisely 30 minutes before the ball drop, then you will hear Dan Morin say, bye everybody, right as it starts the new year. I'm one of your co-hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the vast and ever-changing internet by my co-host, Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing okay, Micah. It's our last show of the year, which is always very exciting so, you know, I, I think it'll be a good one. I think so, too. And something tells me that it's not going to be a 30-minute show. Like, it's going to be 28, 29, something like that. And so I'm totally wrong with what I've said. <sighs> but that is uh, just how the cookie crumbles. I don't know. But we've got to introduce our guests. And to my left, I believe the first time on Clockwise here on Relay FM. It is the co-host of Defocused over on the Incomparable, as well as the proprietor of A Source of Rice. It is oh God. Dan. Oh, God, he says. It is Dan Sturm. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We are happy to have you here. I think I can keep my Dan straight. God, yeah. I always have a very strict one-day end policy. It doesn't really work out. <laughs> uh, to my left, our second guest, the editor at IT Pro Today, a podcaster at The Incomparable, and uh, my co-host over on the Legends of Tomorrow cast at The Incomparable, among other things, it's Lisa Schmeiser. Hi, Lisa. Hi there. I know nothing about rice. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's show is all about rice. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and, and get into the show, because we've got just 30 minutes. So I'll kick things off. What was your favorite tech gift that you gave this year? Tell us your thoughts, Dan Sturm, not Morin. Uh, my favorite tech gift of this uh, past gift-giving season here was uh, something that I started by picking up on my own uh, from Black Friday to experiment with. That's kind of how I usually figure out what I'm going to buy for people for Christmas. Uh, and it was a handful of uh, Wemo mini smart switches, which I... I'm utterly fascinated with now, and I got uh, a three-pack for my aunt, who recently just had hip surgery and is not really moving around too much these days. So I set up various rooms in her house to be able to turn lamps on with her voice, and she loves it, and I love that I can do that in my house with my Christmas tree and things, and it is so much fun. So mine is a uh, definitely on the nerdier side. Uh, I kickstarted this project several years ago, uh, and I never really used up the perk I had, and so uh, this is a service called Hero Forge that 3D prints custom miniatures for gaming for like D&D. And so my fiance and I are in a D&D campaign right now and she this is her first time playing like a real campaign in person for a long time and so I let her design her own mini and then I got it 3D printed out and gave it to her for Christmas, which was awesome and like yeah, it's super exciting. So she was like really jazzed because she got to pick out all the details, like the facial expression and like what the character's holding. And so she gets to bring that character to life in the form of 3D plastic. So yeah, that was a delightful gift. And I, I love the fact that 3D, te uh, 3D printing technology makes that so easy to do. That was a thing that was like super difficult back in the, uh, the old days when we all used the little lead miniature figures and maybe you could like cut off a sword from one guy and put it in another guy's hand or whatever. But like that required some know-how and now it's just, you can just order it online. 
Fantastic. Thanks, technology. It's prosaic, and I'm sure that I'm on the lagging edge here, but this year I gave several Anchor car chargers to people. They're the little things that stick in the plug where your um, cigarette charger used to go in your car. It's got uh, two USB ports. You can plug in your you can plug in your little cables and charge your phones. We didn't have one in our car, and I gave one to my I gave one to my husband with the express purpose of letting him charge charge his phone while I drove, so he could keep up with Twitter, which is obsessive. And I gave one to my mom, and it came in super handy when we were driving across the country. Mine is going to be uh, so my partner uh, right after graduating went to. Australia and Australia obviously has different sorts of electronics and the way that those are set up. And so, uh, me being the techie person, I got together a little pack of adapters and all the necessary components to be able to charge gadgets and, uh, and, and, you know, use different electronics while he's in Australia. So that was a lot of fun, uh, to, to give him on the day that uh, I took him to the airport and be like, all right, you don't have to worry about this. This is uh, all going to be handled right here in this little pack. Here's everything inside. Da, 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 da. It was uh, a lot of fun to put together and research and then a lot of fun to gift. Thank you all for your answers. You're all excellent gift givers. Let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, which comes from Dan Sturm. Okay, so my topic uh, is Snapchat, which is... Not really a topic I talk about very often, but they have added <laughs> AR lenses for dogs, and I believe they also work on cats. Uh, I'm curious what you think about AR and adding filters to pets and animals, and does this really do anything to help Snapchat, who is still kind of wandering aimlessly amongst the tech landscape? Um, I don't use Snapchat, and I don't have a pet, so I, should I just cede my time to Micah? Like, <laughs> Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Micah can have all my time, because I'm sure he has opinions on this. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea. I, I would like to see, I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure it will be wildly popular. I know enough people who have pets and love taking pictures of them as it is that the ability to add stuff onto that will surely delight many a person. Um, I don't think that that necessarily is in and of itself enough to sort of set Snapchat apart or help give them a noticeable boost uh in terms of their you know their their uh profile but like i guess it can't hurt <laughs> uh so i'm sure i'll see lots of viral pictures of of pets wearing glasses and stuff like that you could just put actual glasses on your dog i don't understand never mind i'm getting crotchety <laughs> spoken like Lisa. a man who's never tried to put glasses exactly. on an actual dog <laughs> I, was gonna say. I don't have a dog i don't wear glasses i've definitely never tried this <laughs> uh lisa surely you have some more informed opinions than i do <laughs> Uh, well, all I could think was Snapchat has those filters where you can take pictures of your face and then stick like a puppy nose on it. So I, I guess it's turnabout. Um, <laughs> put a human face on your dog. No, that <laughs> sounds bad. Why? It sounds nightmarish when you put it that way. In my head, it sounded a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what I'm super curious about is how did they do user testing um, with the dogs? <laughs> how did they get feedback? Um, how did they determine whether or not it's a positive canine user experience? I have a lot of questions <laughs> about about the whole product process from beginning to end. Um, that said, I suppose there are probably applications for augmented reality in dogs. I'm not sure if social media is where I would start with those. 
<laughs> I'm mostly just confused and imagining a world in which animals are acting really off the rails because they're all wearing goggles and cutting into <laughs> each other and <laughs> putting human filters on their faces. <laughs> all right. Micah, you have dogs. Please take this away. I do have dogs. Um, so I think that this is a fun idea. Uh, people love to show off their pets. If my Instagram is not a, you know, a, evidence of that, then <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, you know, people love to show off their pets and people like these lenses. So it doesn't surprise me that the two have combined. Uh, they actually, they started with cats and they now have added dogs. And yes, I was offended, but, you know, we, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but now that dogs, you know, have those, those lenses, I don't really use Snapchat all that much, but what I do see, uh, in terms of like the positive, the, positive possibilities here is that um, I could see different uh, what are the dog shelters using these kinds of things where they're showing off the dog you know if if my local dog shelter has a snapchat and they post to the story like hey here are the poor sweet adorable little baby animals that need a home because people got <laughs> oh, their no. kids pets for Christmas and kids don't need pets for Christmas uh, so here are all of the dogs that we've taken in and cats and other animals too um, then you know you can see them all in the story and they're really cute and you want to adopt them because they have I don't know, little uh, little elf hats on and things like that. So if it helps get dogs adopted by responsible pet owners, uh, I think that's fantastic. And if you just want to show off your pet wearing a silly little, I don't know, mustache or something, then that's cute too. So Dan, <laughs> any last thoughts on <laughs> Snapchat for dogs? Uh, when you said uh, shelters using it, I just pictured a lot of snaps of like snow raining down on their heads and playing in the arms of an angel. Like oh, I hope no. God they don't do that. Just put the elf hat on the dog. That that's cute. But uh, I, I'm with most of you that I don't really use Snapchat. Um, but when I saw this, uh, of course, it, it immediately caused me to re-download and log into the app and play <laughs> yes. with it because I, I I'm not one for really sharing a ton of selfies, but I do take. Uh, an amount of photos of my dog that I would not want to admit publicly, but the ability to do fun stuff with that is uh, interesting. And I'm, I'm more interested in seeing uh, the recognition of pets uh, for AR filter things, making their way into other products, other applications, because uh, I want to take funny pictures of my dog. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, it looks like we have reached halftime, folks. And before we continue on with the show, I want to tell you all about our friends at Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace by creating a website for your next idea. With a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more, you can create your own Snapchat for dogs. Or maybe a portfolio, an online store, a blog. It doesn't matter what you want to do because Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that's going to let you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches you have to worry about, no upgrades, none of that. Squarespace has you all covered. And if you run into any issues, no matter the time, they've got 24-7 award-winning customer support. So you can get a great website with excellent 
templates that are beautifully designed to show off those ideas. I've talked before about how I enjoy Squarespace for the fact that they're always on it with the newest and latest features, uh, whether it was rolling out, you know, commerce support so that I could, I don't know, sell shirts with my dog's faces on them if I wanted to, uh, made it very easy, a, a couple clicks, adding HTTPS support was super simple, uh, adding the ability to let folks purchase things with Apple Pay, all of that. It was like, you know, you know, just hit a few buttons. We've got it taken care of for the rest of it. So if you're looking for a quick way to get things going and have sort of all the latest features that the web provides, Squarespace is great for that. And plans start at only 12 bucks a month. Now you, however, can start a trial with no credit card required if you go to squarespace.com slash clockwise. Go ahead and use the offer code clockwise when you decide to sign up because that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And of course, you'll be showing your support for our show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash clockwise with the code clockwise to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks so much to Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. And now, Dan, make your next topic. All right. Well, it is, as I mentioned, our last show of 2018. So figured we'd just go around the table and people could say what you think was the most significant tech story of the past 12 months. And someone's going to take mine. But that's the <laughs> way the cookie crumbles, as Micah says. So, Lisa, what do you got for us? I, I think the most significant tech story was probably this is the year where everybody woke up and realized that holy crap, tech companies are taking your data and doing things to it without your knowledge or approval or consent. Um, Facebook is, of course, the poster boy for this. Poster girl, depending on which executive you want to hit it on. But they're, um, also when GDPR hit this year, I think a lot of people all over the world began to reckon with exactly how much data attached to them is getting sloshed around from website to website, website and company to company. And they're beginning to ask questions as to, um, is that data safe? Is it secure? Did I consent to this? We're going to see some fallout from that through 2019. I guess another thing to hit on was I've never heard so many mentions of, uh, like Bitcoin and, and I don't know, all of those fun sorts of online cryptocurrencies. Um, there were quite a few folks who, who either, you know, sort of like got into it and made a bunch of money. And so they were sharing, Hey, yeah, I bought Dogecoin and now I'm a billionaire. And there were all these stories about that. I actually had a, it wasn't a friend, but a, a, a friend, a friend's boyfriend who had made like a couple million dollars off of, uh, Bitcoin and, Unfortunately, it made him a very smug person, but that's beside the point. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as uh, really, I think, blowing up this year and more people, including like everyday people going, um, now how do I buy a Bitcoin? Well, you need quite a bit of dough if you want to do that. Uh, Dan Sturm, what about you? Uh, well, of course, I was also going to pick Facebook and all of the data leaks and all of that <laughs> stuff because, of course, it's the biggest topic of the year. And it's just I think um, it's endemic of a larger feeling in social media of just sort of kind of feeling disgusted with a lot of these companies. So I guess I can pick a sort of offshoot of that uh, in the uh, the sort of revolution where we all quit Twitter. I was one of those people uh, who got really fed up and left to go play around on Mastodon for a couple of months until we realized that the rest of our friends weren't coming and we had to slowly uh, walk back to Twitter with our tail between our legs. But um, I, I think 
people are becoming more dissatisfied with a lot of these major tech companies, and they are looking for alternatives, whether they can really find one where their friends will follow. Uh, the answer remains no. And Facebook is always going to be around because that's where everyone's aunt and uncle and grandparents is going to be. But um, it really has been interesting. It feels like we've reached a turning point where the people quitting social media are not just kind of looked at by everyone else, you know, with an eye roll saying like, oh, you'll be back or that's really dumb. Where are you going? People are actually upset and leaving for real reasons. And if there was a place to go where everyone else could go easily, I think uh, a lot of these companies would start to see some really major shifts in uh, their user base. Yeah, well, as everybody said, Facebook and the privacy issues there are certainly the the biggest headline of 2018. But I'm going to pick one that I think is a little bit different, um, and I think it's the year they kind of broke out, and that is Fortnite. Uh, this is our first. Oh. It's the first major. Like we've seen game trends, and we've seen game trends on mobile uh, over the past decade. But this is really the first multiplayer mobile game that achieved this like sort of huge phenomenon status. Uh, and to the point, the point where I'm like, you know, I see jokes about it on TV shows. Uh, my cousin's kids are playing it. Like even people I know who weren't necessarily into games uh, or never thought of themselves as gamers, like it's so approachable and it's so popular uh, that people are really sort of jumping on top of it. And like obviously everybody is trying to figure out how now to be the Fortnite killer. Uh, so I think it's it's an interesting point because it's really pointed towards. Uh, the, the, the viability of the mobile platform for these types of games that, you know, may have been, uh, popular on like consoles or, or PCs or something in the past, but now that there are games that you can take anywhere with you, it's, I think really gonna, we're gonna see a huge shift in the gaming industry where it comes to what kind of content people are promoting. So, yeah, I think that's the, the, the status of Fortnite is definitely one of the biggest stories of the year. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let us go to our final topic, which comes from Lisa. I apologize for. Could you name a few ways? <laughs> I literally said three, but I, I get that that would be a stretch for some people. Name name one or two or three ways that uh, personal tech helped make your holidays better or easier this year. Uh, so I, I will I will start, and if I get there, then we're good. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and we always sort of go all out on Thanksgiving when it comes to uh, to you know food and family and fun. And so just like having an iMessage conversation where despite the fact that speaking of Fortnite, my little brother um, is a successful streamer, just recently moved to Florida and is with his friends. He streams Fortnite. I don't know how it all works, but like that's what he's doing for a living right now. Um, and so he in Florida, me in, um, in a different city within Missouri, uh, some of my family in uh, my hometown, like all of us being able to just communicate and figure out sort of how things are going down when people are coming in, all of that, that of course made, uh, made tech, uh, or rather made my holidays a lot better. Um, another thing would just be like the fact that tech can still delight. Um, coming home and showing my mom, like, oh, here are some new ways that you can use that echo that I got you. And, uh, surprise and delight in that way has been great. And then my last thing would be that, um, on occasion, I step out for at most, you know, a, a day, a day and a half or something like that. I can have my dogs chill out at my house. They're fine. They've, they've got each other. And if I need to, are they Snapchatting now with the special filters that I think exist? They're Snapchatting. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Uh, but I've got cameras set up, you know, within my house and one that's actually a pet cam that spits out treats and things like that. And so I can always check in on them and make sure everything's okay while I'm out of the house. So yeah, woo, didn't think I was going to get three, but there they are. Thank you. Thank you. Dan Sturm, what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, I swear I didn't intend to make this podcast entirely dog related, but I just realized my next choices are dog related. So again, going back to the 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 Wemo smart switches, like we we've also been uh dog sitting um a, a very large, very young golden retriever, and it's kinda like wrestling a horse. So the ability like in the morning to get up when it's still dark outside and grab that dog and get it outside without having to like turn on light switches and kind of just shout into the ether like please turn on the light so I don't trip over this thing while I'm trying to get outside has been incredibly helpful like it's it's not just delightful that I can turn on the Christmas tree with a word into the darkness but just like the ability to not crash into things when I'm trying to walk around when the before the sun has come up has been very useful um and then again, uh, if you've ever tried to take a Christmas photo with a pet, you realize that they are non-compliant. Uh, so we tried to take a, co- uh, a photo in front of our Christmas tree with our dog, and I picked him up and held him in my arms. And I had my uh, iPhone set up on a tripod with, ho- with a little glyph uh, clip there holding it. And uh, I had uh, the little remote trigger on my Apple Watch to take the photo, and my wife could uh, tap the little button, and then we could smile, and the little blinky light on the phone would distract the dog and make him smile and uh we got some good photos out of it oh yeah the photos one i think is a really good because even just marshalling like the in our family we had like 25 people at our christmas gathering this year and marshalling all those people for a photo can be can be tricky but having the fact that we not only like everybody's got a camera on them right so we can have multiple pictures taken and choose the best one we like but also making it really easy to share photos for everybody else i think is a big plus of our technology and how it's really improved thing uh, I will also second the organizational aspect. I mentioned a week or two ago that we, uh, my family did a secret Santa exchange using a site called Elfster where it like pairs up people and does all of that stuff automatically for you. And that was a huge success. Uh, and it was really fun as like we went around the room and opened our presents and then each person we did like a whole like, all right, who was your secret Santa? And then we like worked our way through the chain and stuff like that. And everybody really enjoyed it and had a great time. And the technology made that so much easier than having to have one of us sort of sit out and pick all the names out of the hat and all that. So I think that made things great. Um, and then the smart home stuff has been mentioned, like, you know, certainly I did not have a tree in my apartment this year, but in the past I've had one that I've been able to turn on using the echo, which is great, but also just the ability to like tell that disembodied voice, play Christmas songs, you know, and like have Christmas <laughs> yes. music flood the house is pretty delightful. Like it just, uh, it really, really gets into the holiday spirit. So I am to answer, I'm a noted smart home skeptic mostly because I, like knowing who has my data and how they're storing it and so on and so forth. But I did actually splash out for some Casa smart plugs this year (gasps) and they've got the app on your phone. And I loved that I could program my Christmas tree to light up at certain times of the day, or I could program the lights outside to go off at certain times of the day so that it wasn't like, Oh, it's five o'clock. I better run around and plug everything in. It just boop. Or, um, if it was a cloudy day, I could just flick them on early with a, with just touching my phone screen, which, um, 1980s me whose chore was to go in and plug in all of the electric candles my parents put in the window like that was the dream (laughs) and now i'm doing it um the second way technology made my holiday much easier this year uh, i am responsible for buying gifts for a small army of people and i am pleased to report that i did not have to darken the door of a store for any of them heck yeah 
Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like, like we actually had to explain to my, my eight-year-old this year that like in the before times, people used to have to go to a mall and try to find parking and go shopping and be hectic and hate people. And that was the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> And now all we have to do is hit any one of a number of websites and the miracle of shipping takes care of it for you. Um, so e-commerce, love it, love it. Um, and also in my family, typically kids get presents, adults get donations to charities that are, or nonprofit organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And a lot of nonprofits now have easy donation pages and they'll send you a little card. That was great too. And finally, um, I got to give it up for Apple TV. And uh, it's tie-in to iTunes because we were able to either rent or buy a vast number of Christmas movies. And, um, you know, at the end of a hectic week, you sit down with with some cookies and the people that you like and and you watch a movie or two as opposed to either having to, like, schedule it around whenever your local affiliate is – airing 42nd you know miracle on, on 42nd street or or 30 or 34th you know i i don't know i hate that movie either way so <laughs> oh, i don't care no, that's another i don't even topic. care that's what it's for called podcast. yeah for me it's all about a christmas story so <laughs> I, itunes had it i bought it i can watch it anytime i want wow we have reached the end of another episode of clockwise we've got just enough time for a bonus topic but before we get there i want to tell you about Kane 11. It's the company that makes ridiculously comfortable socks in precisely your size. Now, the socks you're wearing now are probably a one-size-fits-all solution. But if you think about it, we don't all have the same size feet. So that's why the folks at Kane 11 thought that, hey, since you're going to wear socks every day, they deserve innovation. Amen. Kane 11's merino wool socks offer a precise fit. Those go from uh, sizes 7 through 17 that's 11 sizes, and that's actually where the name came from. Now, Kane 11 socks are made right here in the USA. They're made with that merino wool that keeps your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And they come in what they call smart confidence styles to suit your look. I was uh, granted a couple pairs of Kane 11 socks, and I love them because I can put them on pull them up and the heel goes right where it's supposed to the toes, you know, the, the, the end of the toe stays right where it's supposed to. There's no pulling and tugging and adjusting because they're the perfect size for my foot. I also like how soft and warm they are. And when you wash them, they seem to get even more soft, which is nice. Now all purchases come with the cane 11 promise. If for any reason you don't love the socks, you just send them back. You'll get an exchange or a return. No questions asked. And they make the perfect gift for the person who has everything because they definitely don't have these. Once you wear K-11s, you're never going to go back to that one-size-fits-all sock solution again. To get your own pair of Kane 11 socks in precisely your size, head to Kane11.com slash clockwise and enter the promo code clockwise to get 20% off your first order. That's Kane11.com slash clockwise with the promo code clockwise for 20% off. Thanks to Kane 11 for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Let's go ahead and head to that bonus topic. My question is, do you have any end-of-year traditions? Dan Sturm, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm not sure I do, other than recently uh, avoiding going out on New Year's Eve and eating cookies for breakfast. That's about it. <laughs> uh, I, I second both of those. I definitely I think ours is basically um, sit around, either play some games or hang out and just sort of chill and then turn on the ball drop like muted about a minute before it actually drops so we can turn it off again immediately afterwards. Uh, let's see. We will always watch Duck Soup with the Marx Brothers on New Year's Eve. 
and on New Year's Day, we watched the Rose Bowl. It makes us sound terribly sedentary, but we're not. We watched the the Rose Bowl parade, and then we usually go for a hike or something like that. And then my husband makes fried chicken, and I make chocolate chip cookies. We watched the Rose Bowl parade while jazzercising. Uh, It's quite (laughs) wonderful. Uh, uh, no, you probably could do like a really decent workout. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Um, no, I don't have I I don't have any uh, like you know super stuck in traditions other than we tend to watch you know the the ball drop every year and celebrate that. Um, in years past, I've you know been with with friends out and about and doing whatever. But um, yeah, we we try to try to make sure to be awake to count down the holiday. And, uh, you know, welcome in the new year with a bang. Uh, but if you're going to welcome in the new year with uh, fireworks, you know, be conscious of those that are around you. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up because we've reached the end of another episode. Dan, uh, all that's left is to thank our guests for joining us. Dan Sturm, thank you so much for joining us here on Clockwise today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And Lisa Schmeiser, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And Micah, that's a, that's a wrap for 2018. So I guess we'll be back in 2019. Wow. Yes, yes, we will. I, congratulations. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I am proud of us too. So happy new year to all of our listeners out there. We will be back in the new year. But until then, let us remind you, close out 2018 by watching what you say. And keeping watching the clocking. <laughs> happy new year. Bye, everybody. The ball's dropping now. <laughs>